Howdy, Ags. AP from the tailgate, home of Aggie football. What's up, Corey? Hey, buddy. Today's episode brought to you by Frida Homes, building Aggie dreams. FridaHomes.com. Everybody loves their Frida Home. Everybody. Guys, email us at AggsTailgate at gmail.com. Go send us some stuff on the YouTube channel, Facebook. Subscribe on the YouTube channel. Get on there and see what's the word, all right? Ah, Corey, 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 Corey. Two weeks in a row, man. Big win. Hey, it all started with UMass. You know, we rolled them. <laughs> Turn around. We didn't stop there. Rolled, rolled LSU. Rolled LSU. Hey, I'm not going to lie. That was We actually beat LSU. I mean, we played a good game and beat them. There is, look, all right. Big win for the Aggies at Kyle Field, right? 38-23 over LSU. They were ranked number five in the country coming into the game. They're not really number five in the country. They were slightly overrated in that ranking. However, however, this is a pretty big win. And definitely, 100%, not even close, the best game we played all year. Oh, yeah. Start to finish, best game we played all year. Offense, we ran the ball. Didn't we? We did the things that we're not good at. We took it away, like the offensive line. We ran the ball. We didn't put them in pass protection. Lots of pass protection issues all year. Well, we didn't throw the ball that much. I mean, threw it eighteen times. I bet Kelly was over there going, "What are these guys doing? They usually throw the ball fifty times." Correct. They're running the ball fifty times. What's What's going on? What's going on here? I'm not prepared. Here's. And look, is it a big win? Yes. Yes. Is it this great, just awesome freaking win that's going to be program changing? Yeah. No. Is it a charge to field after the win? No. no. Listen, we were five. We are five and seven, seven. on the season, right? Five and seven yes. on the season. Let's not get so crazy that yeah. we're. I mean, look, is it a good win over LSU program yeah. that's obviously become our rival over the last few years and all that good stuff? Sure, but. Are we going to get so great we're charging the field? Beginning of the season, we were ranked number six in the nation. Yeah. We were expected to beat these teams. LSU was bottom tier of the SEC West coming into the season. New coach, lost a lot of players. And we beat them. We, we expected to beat them. I did. From and the beginning we, of the year, we beginning did. Beginning of the season. Yeah. And, you know... Our team finally showed up that what the team is that we thought they'd be. Yeah, there's been a lot of injuries, a lot of excuses, Jimbo's play calling. But it seems like he finally learned his yeah. lesson in the last game of the season. He learns his lesson. Why is that the last game of the season? Yeah, I think more importantly to me, and, and look, this is a this is a good win, man. It is a good win. A and it win. is good for the program and the yeah. guys to end up on a winning note yeah. You know, against the SEC West champions. All those things are true. Right. However... Yeah. I think this win shows you even more how poorly this team was coached all year that it dis- resulted in losses to Auburn, to Florida, that wasn't really even close, to App State, right? Yeah. I mean, we can talk about Ole Miss and Mississippi State and those teams as well, but I think those three losses that we just talked about yeah. there are to three teams that we were clearly better than. Oh, yeah. Roster-wise, oh. even with the injuries, even with <clears throat> the youth, even with yada, yada, that yada. That you right? put on coaching. All three of those games are on coaching. Because we yeah. had more talent. You look at the paper and you go, this is not a close. This should not be. I mean, Aggie should win by at least 10. The yeah. other team should not score. We should score with ease. Didn't happen. And we hey, didn't look. learn from our mistakes. That's the biggest thing is we did not learn until the last game of the season. Yeah. And and, and look, here's the thing. that I... <laughs> They should just make a bowl game for five and seventeen like us. That maybe get us into. I don't know. I think we're probably good enough to play in the playoffs. I, you know, with this win over LSU, right? I mean, that's what everybody's saying now. Thirty. I mean, we could probably compete with. I mean, the charge in the field. If we would have had the season I thought we had, and if um, and if if they would have showed up, LSU had played the season they had, and we would have gone to that final game. We're ranked. In the top ten, they're ranked top. Then yeah, we charge the field because it's a huge win. It's emotional, and I understand it's emotional just beating LSU. I guess the Aggie fans were just waiting for this. They wanted it all year. You know, they wanted this. 
I'm glad they got it, but at the same time, I just don't like the whole charge in the field. No, yeah, I, don't, I don't either. It's I, kind I, of look, this, this. this is our, this is our, you know, this was our Super Bowl, right? This yeah, is our be. Super Bowl at this it point. There's no bowl game. There's no anything else. Coming. I kind of thought UMass was, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, to a certain extent, I did as well. And and you know, on the other side, it looked like LSU was already looking forward to the SEC championship game to mm, a certain extent. I'm sure right? they're going to say that. And I didn't think they played anywhere near their best game of the season. They had been struggling the last few weeks and winning close ones, don't get me wrong. Right. And so there was some indication that this team was not as good as its ranking. Yeah. Um, all that said, all that said, I believe everybody was picking them to win this game. Oh, yeah. Very clearly. Right. And the Aggies really showed up and dominated, especially in the second half. Yeah, I mean, the defense, I thought, looked great. Um, no, I mean, they still gave up some runs. But the offensive line is what I was so impressed with. I mean, just 50 running plays. And the offensive so, line. So you let's know, start with the offense. In the scheme. The scheme itself. I mean, you know, you have a lead back. You have tight ends. Yeah. I let's start with the offense. Yeah. Total, 429 total yards. 274 rushing. Wow. 155 passing. Best scoring output all season. That includes games against Sam, App State, UMass. UMass. Yeah. I mean, so it really wasn't even close <clears throat> as far as a comparison of this game versus every other game this season. Yeah. And, you know, we get A-Chain back. Moose and Stewart are on the field. It's a pretty good group out there. Um, offensive line-wise, it's the same group we've had, too, though. Yeah, I mean... The difference being is, as you said, let me get these numbers right, 50 runs versus 18 passes. It's still not a lot of plays, though. You think about it, it's only 68 plays. Yeah. I mean, it's not cra- crazy numbers like you see from other college teams doing 80, 90 plays a game. Look, they're not, they are not, not going tempo, right? No, but Jimbo will not tell you that. He oh, says no. they are. Yeah. But, but still, 50 running, how many times did A-Chain carry the ball? A-Chain carried the ball 38 times. I mean, that, that's a lot. But I, I think you need to split those carries up a little bit more. Maybe give them 20, 25. Give some to Daniels, to Moss, yeah. uh, Crown over. Give, give, you know, switch it up a little bit. Keep them fresh. The 38 carries is a lot. I don't care who you are. That's a lot. lot, a lot of hits. Look, I'll say this about this whole thing, right? I, one, I love that ratio. Love 50 to 18 for this team, for this particular team. Yeah. With the deficiencies in the passing game and in the pass protection. That's it, that's it right there, yeah. The deficiencies in the pass protection and the passing game. Yeah, you're right. In games that are close, at, you know, throughout a portion of that game, which all of our games have been. Yeah. This is the approach you should be taking, right? Yeah. Run the football. Give it to your best guy in A-chain. Let him make plays. And, dude, the guy looked freaking fresh, dude. Ah. He was sitting in there taking on stuff, and then he'd make these little cuts just to set up a block and come back on out of it. He'd come in right behind that offensive lineman, and they yeah. kind of squirt through, right, and come off of it. It was beautiful to watch. I thought it's the best I've seen A-chain run. All, definitely the best I've seen him run this year. He ran with patience. I mean, he's been with doing patience. that better. I mean, he's running with patience, waiting for blocks to set up. He, You know, he's quick as it can be. But, I mean, just the way – and even blocking. You see him lay that oh. linebacker. Who was it? Was it Perkins? He laid Gosh on his almighty. ass? He, 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 uh, he, I don't know if it was Perkins, Perkins or the guy on the Ojolari on the other side. But he laid him on – He got up in his grill, didn't he? Unbelievable, man. And so he came to play, right? I mean, the dude came to play. I thought it was it was very, very impressive. But, you know, you sit in there and you give him some chances. And they did some different things other than just inside, outside zone. They went in, did some sweep action, pulling those guys. They yeah. did some they did some power inside and ran ran the ball that way, right? And, and so, to me, we're better, by the way, better with our pool game than we are in our zone game as far as up front blocking. He... He took he took this as a challenge to uh, on Saturday and and he showed why he should be one of the first tailbacks drafted and that is where I was going to go with regards to the thirty eight carries. Yeah, I do think that to a certain extent He's this was this was a job of Jimbo Fisher, which I do appreciate for a chain. Yeah, 
yeah. to really put him center stage in that game and show the NFL guys, look, what this dude can do. He should have been doing that all year. Now, I'm not talking 38 carries. Right. But we sustained drives. Yeah, there's, there's games we did 15 or something It's just like that, good right? coaching to do what he did. Yeah. You know, he should have been doing this all year. That's what we, we wouldn't have been as critical of Jimbo if he would have been doing this all year. We saw this from the get-go. Correct. The, you know, we saw that. We saw the defensive three three down linemen. We said, no, that's that's not working. Yeah. But you, you don't keep doing the same thing that's not working expect a different result. It's just, it's not what you do. So, that's what Jimbo kept doing. And I almost thought he was going to go back to it in this game because we saw him come out, you know, like, ah, ah, come on. And, you know, the thing that also that I was also appreciative of with what Jimbo Fisher did here in this game was, as you said, started bringing in more run-heavy personnel formations, right? right? Yeah. Some 22 personnel, some 21 personnel, you know, some 12 personnel. So whether it was two backs, two tight ends, two backs, one tight end, you know, one back, two tight ends, you know, heavy-type personnel with an ability to really focus in on that running game. Mm -hmm. And take care of situations where you do have a bunch of guys in the box, which LSU on several plays had a nine in the box, and we were able to address it by having that same number. And our offensive line looks more comfortable running the ball with this group than they do pass protection by by far. I'm talking yes. I'm talking they're more downhill. I think they get more in the flow of the game. And Jimbo has to understand that. People said that for years. You know, the offensive line gets into the game by. By hitting people. They want to get aggressive, right? And there's something about run blocking that you can get as an offensive line. You can get into a rhythm run blocking, right? Like you start to feel how your other guy is is playing a certain thing, Mm -hmm. right? You start to be able to see the defense shifting and doing things better. So, like, you start running the football. And, yeah, there may be a play where it's a one-yard gain or two-yard. But those guys start getting more... Yeah, you know, big chest, like, and they start understanding guy. what's going on. They the little intricacies of what they should do with some of the combos. All those things are going to get better the more you run the football. You take away from the other team's speed and quickness when you run the ball at them. I mean, Perkins is great. Don't yeah. get me wrong; he's great, but he's not huge. And you put a six-three, three hundred some odd pound guy up on him. It's going to be hard for him Look, to... I thought it was great to see more of Jake Johnson, right? Yeah, Jake, Jake Johnson was out there. there. Um, so, you yeah. know, overall, schematically, you know, I thought it looked a lot better. And then off of that, in the passing game, he was moving Connor out of the pocket. A lot of boot, right? It should have been happening all year. When Which, you see the guy getting pressure all year, let's move him a little bit. In situations where we use the boot action all year long, he's, he was always more comfortable, able to yeah. do some different things. And so I thought Jimbo did sort of bring that more into the fold again this week. So those things, those things were positives to take away from this offense. And, look, did Connor have a phenomenal game? I mean, he was 12 of 18, 155 yards. He did what he was supposed to do, a couple of touchdowns. But let me tell you who did have a phenomenal game. And this guy's going to be critical to where things move forward from here. And that's Moose (laughs) freaking Muhammad. That was amazing, some of the catches he made. That touchdown catch was just, it was a thing of beauty. I mean, that's... I don't know, I don't understand how this guy, Mm -hmm. this guy, who started doing these kind of catches and plays last year, right? Right. Even some, I think the year before, the very limited chances that he got, you sort of saw glimpses. Mm -hmm. This is a guy that's in his third year on campus, right? He's a guy that has, every time he's been given the opportunity to make plays on the field, has made plays. He's 100% the guy with the best hands on this offense. There's no, that is not a question. That is not, you know, we are not debating that. Oh, yeah. It doesn't even hands. It's just hand. He could have one hand. You said that in a touchdown. He, he showed it on touchdown where he comes in. The guy's basically holding back his second yeah. hand. He just like – And he, he acts like it was nothing. He acts like it was nothing. And he, like he like creates a space. He sees – he has such a feel for where the ball is. He creates space by keeping yeah, his body just, between him and that other defender. Yep. Slowing that defender back. Knowing that he's got one coming over the top, right, and just whoop. 
Makes it look easy. Yeah, I'm telling you. Makes it look easy. Aaron Rodgers would love to have him. I'll tell you that much right now. Aaron Rodgers would be like, give me Moose Muhammad right now. For sure. For what he has in Green Bay to throw to, I'm just saying. Uh, I hate to lose Moose, but... So, the dude does that. Then over to the middle of the field in a pass that gets thrown, underthrown, and inside some... You know, the, t- the the DB gets his hands on it, and he just takes it's it one-handed, takes yeah. it away, bobbles, concentrates, pulls it in. Yeah. First down, big-time play in the fourth he quarter. He's very exciting. I agree. And he didn't play the first three games of the season for some freaking reason. That's what we've been saying all year. Why? I don't understand the coaching. Maybe he wouldn't take his sleeves off. I'm not sure what the reason was. If the guy's that good, I'd let him wear sleeves. I'll be honest. Hey, man, I'll uh, buy you some sleeves. I'll buy you sleeves. Yeah. I'll let you wear them. Yeah. If you want to have them double layered, double layered. Go. Do it. Go, go two layers. On. I don't really give a darn. I don't know. I don't care. Just catch the damn ball. Catch the damn ball. You know, get some you know, money for all these sleeves. Yeah, let's put do it. Damn, let's yeah. put Axe tailgate yeah, right yeah, there. Axe we'll, tailgate. We'll give him some money. 50 bucks or something. Yeah, I don't know if we can afford that, but still. <laughs> <laughs> the point being is, this guy's your number one guy. There's yeah. no question. And, you know, if an eye should have been, in, you know, healthy all year, maybe he's that guy. But this guy's a little different than an eyes. You know? Yeah, he's, he's a, a lot little different. And, and to me, coming into the year, we talked about it, the fact that this guy should be your, like, one of your go-tos, right? Didn't get on the field. And he couldn't get on the field early on. It took Anias getting hurt. If, if Anias was healthy, would Moose be on the field? No. That, that based off of what we saw the, before Anias got yeah. hurt, he wouldn't even have been on the field at this point. So and Why wasn't Jake Johnson on the field? Did it take somebody else, Max, getting hurt for Jake to get I mean, I don't understand. And with Jake, you know, as he, you know, he he got a lot of a lot of uh, plays this past weekend against LSU. Is it a situation where he's trying to make sure that he keeps him right end of the game, end of the year? He's going to give him these snaps, get him some playing time, so that he can entice him to stick around for next year. Hey, Jimbo, if you win games, players will stick around. If you win, players will. That's stay. what happens. You could run the ball fifty times and throw the ball. 20 times, as long as you win, Moose catches five touchdown passes or whatever it is, two touchdowns, a touchdown, Evan catches. They want to be on a winner. They can go anywhere else and get the ball thrown to them and lose. Five, people are going out Moose, five for 94 and a touch. Yeah. Um, eight chain 38 for 220, two touches. Yeah. Look, that those are those are your guys. Don't get me wrong. You know, Evan had, had a decent game, four catches. You know, so they they had some opportunities there. The offense was consistent, right? Yeah, that's the first time you could say that. Consistent. Consistently they weren't good, not consistently yeah. bad. <laughs> We've seen them consistently bad. We have seen all, they have been consistent. We have seen that. Yeah. Um, like you said, if you take this game and bring it throughout the season, right, and take this performance. Yeah, instead of A-Chain on a week-to-week basis having 30, what did we say, 38 carries, you know, maybe he has 28 and the other guys can get some splitting time. We'll yeah. talk about L.J. Johnson later on. But these guys never got a chance. You know, Daniels has gotten some chance with the injury and has looked pretty darn good. Moss has gotten some opportunities and has looked like a good back. Yeah. A good back that needs – Probably a little bit more time behind that offensive line to sort of, you know, work his way through some of the blocks and different things. But experience is a good thing. Right? I'm just curious. The whole thing. I'm, I just love to sit here and pick Jimbo's brain. Why did you wait till the LSU game to change your play calling to a run heavy team instead of a a pass heavy? You know. Why, Especially why with the problems that they had all year long up front, exactly in pass protection. Right? That's what I'm saying. Why? Why wait till the last game of the season, game 12 against the? I mean, did you see something finally against LSU? Oh, we can run the ball against them. Did you not see that against other teams? Did you Down not stay? That's what I'm saying. I don't understand why. Why does it change now? I mean, we yeah. weren't moving the ball, throwing the ball a hundred times a game, or not even hundred. I mean, you know, forty times a game. But, you know, and I've gone and I've said this on several occasions. I think Jimbo is one of these guys that's ultra loyal to his guys, right? Yeah. He's very, very loyal to his that. guys. He, he's, he's been that way with his quarterbacks all the time. He does like to make sure that 
you know, he gives the proper, I don't know, like, opportunity to the guys that are his guys. You know, but I don't know how he chooses those guys. But A-Chain is definitely one of them, right? A-Chain is definitely one of them. And so, where am I going with this? I don't know. My point is that in this game, knowing that there's a chance it was A-Chain's last game, and there's a chance that he may be going pro, and knowing that he's coming back off of an injury, and that he hasn't had the year that everybody has completely expected from him, and knowing all of this, he said, well, I'm going to feature this guy, and I'm going to give him a chance to show out for the NFL guys, for the uh, all-SEC committees, all, right. the, all this stuff. Right? i got to disagree with you on that. The reason is he should have been doing that the whole season. Not should've just been. one game. He should have been doing it all season. This is my guy. He's a outside Heisman hopeful, I think. Well, he did do it all season in the sense that he was the only one in the backfield all year. Yeah, was, he still didn't feed him. He didn't, he didn't run the right – he didn't have the right mm-hmm. scheme. And he had four wides. Correct. Five uh, linemen trying to run the ball against a seven-man front. Right. It's not working. Right. But you put extra blockers like we talked to yeah. about all season, it works. I'm not saying that we're some kind of genius. We just right. saw this. We saw we saw what we have on paper, the talent, and what we can do. And then we saw what happened against our offensive line, which our concerns were. Because like, ah, oh, we're worried about the offensive line. Look, and the our offensive line, were correct. Yes. And the offensive line was better on Saturday. They were better. They weren't exceptional by any means. Um, most of that was A-Chain making some pretty nice moves and doing some good things and just creating just a little sliver of space. Yeah, right? it's not, it didn't take much for him, it but they also much. ran different schemes. Like you said, they ran two tight ends. They ran correct crown over. They, you know, they, they ran more power. And I think when you do that, it gives a different idea, mentality, like you were saying about the offensive line. Like, hey, we're going to run the ball today. Why didn't we come out with that game one, game two, game three? And let's get the offensive line to gel. They didn't gel. The offensive line is not talking. They're not communicating. It's no. still not. Still I don't not. care what you say. I mean, yeah. you can see it. There's a couple plays and guys just coming clean, not even touched. And that's still the problem. You know, they still have some of those problems. They disguised, they hid those problems because yeah. of the, the game plan this week. Right? They that's hid some question. of those problems. Why isn't it like that every week? Right. A guy like Perkins that absolutely annihilated Arkansas, right? Oh, yeah. Four he, sacks or whatever yeah. he had and all that stuff. You would have expected against this team to do the same sort of right. thing, especially if we're throwing the ball 40 times. Well, instead of letting your freshman quarterback get his butt kicked by a guy that clearly is better than what you're putting in front of him, then run the freaking football. Yeah, I agree. Protect your quarterback. And they did that. And they did it, and it's the best this offense has looked all year. It's the best the offensive line has looked all year. It's the best the A-chain has looked all year. All those things are true, right? Mm-hmm. No problem. Defensively, defensively, once again, you know, I'd say it was a, a good performance by this right. defense. Second half, they really just started to get after yes. LSU. To but they were fresh. It's about as fresh as our defense has been all season because our offense sustained drives. They didn't have the defense on the field the whole game. Correct. I mean, I don't think the defense did much difference. They came up with plays like we expect them to come up with. But if you're out there puffing and puffing all game, and they're healthier than what they've been most of the season. Correct. And they've been, they've been about this healthy for the last couple of weeks. But yeah. Here's, here's the thing. I will say this, right? And, and that's a great point with regards to the effect of the offense yeah. on this defense, mm-hmm. right? Protecting them to a certain extent to where they're not on the field as much as they have been this year. I'll say this. I'll say this too. There was a lot of very close, almost first downs. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. that, and they made a play. They made a play here. They made a play there, and it was a yard here and a yard there, and it caused the LSU to you know punt or whatever it was, right? right? And there's they, a lot of times I thought LSU was going to go for it yeah. on certain plays, like fourth <sighs> down, and I'm kind of like holding my breath, like God, I hope they don't do this because if it was Lane Kiffin or uh, no doubt Leach, not. It's gone. I mean, right. I mean, they could have been in their own 40, 45, 4th and 2, 4th yeah. and 4. They're going for it. Up front, <clears throat> I thought McKinley Jackson played another stellar an game. That's an animal. Uh, you know, 
I don't think he goes pro because he just doesn't have enough snaps this year. Yeah. But if he were healthy all year, I think that guy's a, that guy's in the top two round sort of conversation because he has been since coming back. His motor. He has been absolutely the he didn't stop cornerstone. The yeah. cornerstone for this defense. defense. Oh, he doesn't stop on the play. He doesn't give up. He's con- consistently going, going, going. It's like he drinks a bunch of coffee and he's like, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. There's times. There's times when we saw it again. This, you know where they yeah. break a play and he's running it down for you. Yeah. You look at this little spotty ass. Like, oh man, he's gonna get worn out. But nice. He's a big old boy. Too. And, yeah, exactly. Um. So I'm constantly impressed by that guy, and I do think that this defense got better, obviously, when he got back. Yeah. I thought up front, Walter Nolan played a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Um. He had a sack. He had a sack. Yeah. Uh, but I thought he, overall he 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 did pretty well and held up. You know. So he, you didn't actually get a big time feel for maybe some of the guys on the outside. I thought Shamar Turner's kind of got lost in the shuffle somewhat. Right. Um, and then on the, they, he continues to use Overton as and Overton plays as well as I've seen Overton play was this game. He's played more for the run. It seemed like, and it, I didn't see him drop back in pass protection quite as much. Oh, I saw him do that. Well, time, so. that's a mistake. And Malik Silla as, as well as using him and Overton sort of played that that defense weak side defensive end drop back back you know and, and I'm sitting there thinking it. like what is going it. on here what is going on here I mean those are guys that you could definitely put on the edge to just come on because you know that LSU or any team is going to focus on Jackson in the middle and you get Nolan Rakes other big guys Rakes that push nice with that push the middle yeah. You, you don't have that outside. What are you worried about? Because mm-hmm. you're they're dropping into coverage. I mean, you saw Daniels. That's where we get hurt. Is it wasn't so much his arm; it was his running. Correct. And uh, that's where a lot of teams have hurt us this year. Yeah, I thought the passing, the pass, the pass defense was was pretty good. Again, you know, this obviously in the secondary we got yeah. some guys. I really thought that. But look, you can almost tell when it's going to be a completed pass is when they give them so much time because they're not getting the pressure Correct. like you're talking about and it's just an issue it's been an issue and and we do get into that still there were still some opportunities for them because of three man yeah. three man pressure right and they yeah. they just have forever 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 look AJ had a really nice game Antonio Johnson played well uh, I thought Chappelle had a really really nice yeah, game I like Chappelle um, yeah, really well both of those guys have been Cooper phenomenal great Cooper at the linebacker spot, I thought, played a really... came up and made contact on the running back. Yeah. I mean, he did good on the run. Nice. Yeah, he had a real nice play on one of those tackle for losses on, on, the, on the run. But I, I don't know. I don't know why that guy hasn't been your primary linebacker all year long on the field constantly. There was right? a, a time that we thought he was hurt. Then we saw him in for a couple plays. We're like, was Cooper in there? I don't remember what game it was. It was like the fifth or sixth game of the season. We're like... Yeah, there was he a was period out in there where they weren't playing him much, and and you know they they were saying a lot about health considerations and all that. But then he'd get in play and play, you know, yeah. two, three, four plays in the game. You know, if he's hurt, keep him out. If he's not hurt, play him. Right. right? Get him on the field and let's go see what he. And that's do. and that's one thing I'll tell you that you and I can do. We can sit there and go to practice and look at players and watch what they do. I might not be the best X's and those guys, like hey, draw up this play, but I can tell you who's got talent and who who is better than this guy. I don't think we have a linebacker better than Edron Cooper. I don't understand why he's not on the field. I don't think we have a defensive team. Martrell Harris, the freshman, is now starting to get some playing time. He's looked pretty decent. They've used him sort of in that Overton what syllable. What number is he? 40. Yeah, okay, I saw him out there, yeah. Right, they've used him in that Overton I was Overton wondering why the hell he's on the field right now, but, it, yeah, I mean, I'm glad he was. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I was just like, Cooper, I thought White had played well. I don't remember seeing much of him. He's hurt. What happened? Did he play? He played. It, not not a ton. But uh, just I don't know. It was you know, just, Russell's still getting into the into the mix. But I I know this. Look, and linebacker especially, and is one of these positions where it's one of these positions where you're 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 forced to read constantly, right? And so more reps, more reps, more reps. You start to see all the little things, all the little nuances. So because sometimes you're going on your read from back to line or line to back. Right, and so just seeing those and repetitively seeing those helps you start to recognize more and more. Right, mm-hmm. all the little motions, all the you know misdirections, everything else, and all of a sudden you get better. You get better because of those reps, right. Right. constant, constant reps. 
you got to let that guy play. you got to let that guy, especially when you're sitting in there with a group of young linebackers, look, let them see it. Don't, you know, I understand that sometimes, and, and with the freshmen, you know, you just want to get them some reps in there, that's fine. But let the starters play because when you have to get a junior, sophomore? He's a junior. He's a red or he's a redshirt sophomore, I think, is what he's listed okay. at. Gotcha. So you know he's got the opportunity to come back, but you know the opportunity. Like, <laughs> well, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Overall, this defense held its own on Saturday, right? Yeah. They played well enough. They played well. Enough. Enough. They played yeah. well. yeah. Let's, let's let's take that a step further. LSU had their well. backs against the wall. LSU yeah. was trying to move the ball. We came up with big plays. Yeah, and Daniels, I think, had had a, you know some. It's got some issues um, with regards to Daniels. Got some issues with regards to his passing game. You know, he wasn't yeah, throwing the ball. I, mean, great. I never thought he was that great. But you know, we held him. They did have good receivers. His phone is it's getting the ring today. Yeah, nice. It is pretty good timing. On that. It's great timing. It's good. Probably something um, on about the show. Yeah. Hey, what are y'all doing? So. But, oh, like I said, overall, the defense played well. And if we'd have had this type of offensive performance or something similar to this all year, you know, you're talking about a team that's easily eight wins, could be nine, ten. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so having said that, let's talk a little bit about sort of where we are, what we need to do going forward, what to expect over the next couple of what weeks. What we need to do or what we will do? All right, so both. What we need to do is get rid of the coaching staff. About 90% of them. We won't do that, but I think we need to get rid of a lot of it. Jimbo, I'm sure he called his own plays this oh, yeah. last game, but has he learned anything? You know, we said that the last couple of years. He hasn't learned from his mistakes. It seemed like he had for this LSU game. Correct. Is, that, is he just fooling everybody? Like, look what I did. All right, so that's, uh, you know, let's start there, right? I mean... What needs to happen? What will happen? Right? Yeah. And you're you're right. There do there does need to be some changes, and I think the first change should be the offensive play caller. I think that you very much need to consider an offensive line coach change. I think you very much need to consider a linebacker coach change. I think you very much need to consider a DC coach change. Yeah. Those are four four things okay. that I would that I was that I think DC are coach. No. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Right. Just because. Durkin's coming back. Once again, that's his guy. He chose him. He's exactly. not going to fucking get rid of him. And second of all, Jimbo's going to keep calling the plays. He is. Because and especially since we beat LSU, he's going to go, hey, look, I know what I'm doing. I know I what call I'm the doing. plays. We just beat number five team in the nation. Put 38 points on him. 38. Right. Now he's probably going to ask for an extension. Defense scored one of those. Yeah. Still. Um, line, I think the offensive line coach will happen. That's got to happen. That's just embarrassing how the offensive line played this year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I think that is the one that I think most likely to happen is the offensive today. line coach. And that's because, to me, that's because of the fact that they obviously did not work well together, Jimbo and Adazio. There's a very clear... And we had... Two quarterbacks get knocked out yeah. this year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's on your offensive line. The other three I don't expect to happen, as you said. I do no. expect Jimbo to continue to call plays. I do expect that Adazio will continue to be the linebackers coach unless he gets hired by somebody, which yeah. would be a blessing in disguise. And DJ Durkin will continue to be the DC on this team. So those things will not happen. No. Most importantly, I think it's, you know, we just beat the number five team in the nation. We've got to seriously consider extending Jimbo maybe another five or seven years. Can't, yeah, you got to do it. You just got to do it. So, what are we thinking? Like uh, maybe 15, 250? No, you just, yeah, just name it. He could just probably write a number down. You know, this athletic department and the, you know, and the AD really have to start working hard to make sure that he's not going anywhere. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. God. Yeah, they got to. I'm sure. I mean, everybody's asking for him right now. Yeah. LSU is like Brian <laughs> Kelly. Like, look, they got Brian Kelly. He sucks. He just lost the yeah, gym. He just lost the gym. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They, they may go back after him. They so. might have to. Brian Kelly might be on the market. So, <laughs> look, and we talked about, look, December 5th is the day that the transfer portal things opens up. We've already heard, obviously, LJ Johnson, which was expected after, yeah. you know, yeah. he couldn't get a carry as a five-star recruit. 
Uh, Elijah Judy has told us he's going into the transfer portal. Right. Defensive end out of Pennsylvania. Um, He'll be back at Penn State or something. He he's gonna find a home because the guy is was a highly rated right. guy and he's got some talent. Dude, he, he just wasn't a freshman this year. And we knew the defensive line was gonna lose some players because yeah. there's just too much talent, too many sure. players. You don't have enough time to get all those guys on the field. Correct. You know. Now the question becomes: Is could he have been a guy that helps you early on in the season as mm-hmm. a guy that's been on campus Let already? The freshman start playing. Let, and just. Ease the freshman into this process yeah. instead of what we did and, and go all freshman all the time. Donnell Harris, we had heard about and talked about beforehand mm-hmm. at defensive end. Ish Harris, freshman linebacker, another guy that just announced it. So that's a guy, you know, he was an undersized type linebacker, but a guy that had really good instincts, actually. It's something we need, by the way. Which is something we need, something we lack. Yeah. And if our guys are given the chance to make the wrong play, they will on linebacker. And I think for him, it's it's a smart decision because at the end of the day, he's not going to get on the field too much. And your your coach likes to play one linebacker, two yeah, linebackers at most. Part. So, um, so that's a that's a that's a part of it. So we talked about the coaching changes, what we think should happen with the coaching changes, yeah. and what we think will happen with the coaching changes are two very different things. Oh, I think Daryl Dickey will be gone too. That's another one I think will be gone. I could see Dickey being gone. He's going to be the scapegoat. Jimbo's going to be like, this guy didn't know how to call plays. Look what I did in the LSU game. I definitely could see Dickey being gone. Yeah. Um, and so what does that do as far as – but what is he going to do? He's just going to hire another – Yeah. Well, I mean, I heard him say it uh, – who was it talking? The same guy we talked about before, the Brady guy from LSU. He's not Joe doing Brady. anything. He's not doing anything. Yeah. Let's give him a ring. I mean, seriously, why wouldn't you? Yeah, but why would he come here if he's not going to be able to call plays? Well, maybe that's going to be in his contract. Hey, you said I could call plays. I'm just saying, I, the guy did great at LSU yeah. for one year. Then he went to the NFL, and the NFL's not for everybody. You come back here, ask, I take him right now. Ask Matt Rule, who's now going to be the coach of Nebraska. Good hire, I think. Yeah, I like that. Um, so... So, all right, so we talked about the coaching staff situation. How about players leaving? How about players oh. leaving? I, we think that Denver Harris, Well, let's start Marshall, with one thing. One, one, a chain. Is he going pro? Okay, that's... Oh, I got you. That's a question later on, isn't it? That's a question that we're going to address here in a bit. Well, I'm just saying, because if you start there, if he's gone pro, I think Daniels and Moss both but stay. Let's start with guys that we feel pretty comfortable, underclassmen specifically, under, that we feel pretty comfortable in living. Denver Harris, who's been suspended since the... Gone. Right. P.J. Williams, who just got arrested for... Gone. Marshall, the receiver. Gone. Those three guys, we feel pretty good. Those guys are gone. But now, are they buddies with Evan Stewart? Because Evan Stewart, wasn't he with them on one of the trips or something? No. He was in the first one when they went right before the Miami game, right? And Evan Stewart, who, you know, has been... Yeah. In the social media, that wide you know, receiver room looked pretty good for a while. Now it's starting to look a little bit, yeah. Because all Anias of a sudden, is probably gone. Anias, Muhammad, Muhammad. That's another big question. Mm-hmm. So you know, Jimbo has clearly made it clear to him, to me, clearly yeah. made it clear to him, to him, to Moose. You are not necessarily one of my guys, and the reason I say that is he didn't play him at the beginning of the year, right? He got into it with him over sleeves, yes. right? Yeah. He still doesn't throw him the ball probably, or let's say this, he still probably doesn't design plays to the, for the ball to go to him enough, right? Right. The guy is a clear, clear playmaker. I think he just showed out this Saturday there at Kyle Field for people to see, to right. see. And all of a sudden, he's thinking, look, I've got an opportunity to go to the next level and make something big happen. He could either say next level or next program. And to do that, I have to put up bigger numbers. Yeah. Bigger numbers. Am I going to do that here at A&M or am I going to do that at Tennessee? Or USC or... Or South Carolina. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the question. I mean, our wide receiver room could look pretty bad next year. I mean, Price will probably be back. Uh, Thomas, I think, will be back for sure. 
But even those two guys, I mean, those are what, possession receivers? They're not threats down the field, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I think you're still talking, for sure, Price, Thomas, Lane. You know, you'd hope Lane. that Evan Stewart has indicated on social media that he's an Aggie, yeah. so he's not going anywhere, so you hope he's back. He's he's probably, he's easily your number one guy next year yeah. if Stewart, uh, if if Moose leaves, right? Well, is Anais gone for sure? I gotta believe he's gone. I don't know, man. I gotta believe he's gone. He's a big time Aggie, though. He loves this place. Does he? Um, um, is he getting drafted after an injury like that? He didn't put up any numbers this year. He Not was this on offense. pace. He was on pace to put up numbers even in this offense. Though. All right, that's, that's true. Um, does he get drafted? I think he's a guy that does so much for your team. I think he probably gets picked somewhere, but I don't think early. I don't think so either. No, I don't think early. Um, Do we have any early picks besides A chain? I don't, think, early I don't think our A-chain gets drafted early, just not... not I think like the third round? Third. Fourth, fifth? And, yeah, I think maybe third, fourth. Damn. You know? Anybody else besides that? What's it, Robinson? Antonio Johnson. Antonio, that's it. That's the one. And you, we know he's he's going to go, right? He's got to go. He's got to go. Damani, is he going to I mean, I think, uh, I think Mel Kuyper has got him as the number one safety oh, in yeah. the class. He's like one or two. So... You've got to take that, right? Did Monty get drafted? No. This is probably for another episode, huh? Yeah, but... People getting drafted. But, you know, so... There's going to be some attrition. And from here to next week, we're going to hear some more about it. Next week, we'll follow up with some of the transfer portal stuff, too. But there's going to be some attrition. The question is, how much? Because how much will make a very big determination on where this program goes going forward, right? Because right now, the way you're talking... The receivers I see getting pretty weak. If Stewart's not back and Moose isn't back and Anias is gone, that's three of your top dogs. Marshall's gone. He was a freshman that was starting. That's four of your top guys gone. Receivers, right? Yeah. Then you go tight ends. Green's coming back, right? Yeah. Johnson? Maybe. Max. What his brother do? Did, uh, uh, what's his name? Max, is he a senior? Yeah, I think he's going to have one more year of eligibility if he was able to get a redshirt. Well, because he only ended up playing a couple of games this year. Yeah, because right? he started off the season hurt, didn't he? Um, so he might – I think he's going to have another year of eligibility. Blake? Uh, you know, what's going to happen with the quarterback room I think is a big thing, you know. So let's let's go here. Let's let's do this. Let's go to questions from the tailgate. Okay. Sorry. Brought to you by David Coffin PLC, Tax Controversy and Litigation Lawyers. Only tax controversy and litigation attorneys in Brian Call Station. Reach out, get on the webpage, find us, David Coffin, PLLC. All right. The first one, one of the questions you talked about before. Does A-Chain come back? I mean, I think it's going to be tough for him to come back. But I don't know how the NIL works now. I don't know how much he gets in NIL. I don't know what his dad said was promising. I don't know if you heard about that. His dad said something, hey. I want my son to be an Aggie. I I think there are certain things that do but that's help you think that maybe he's at least going to consider it, right? And Because in most 90% of circumstances with a tailback that's had been productive for the three years that he's been on campus, yeah. you think he's going to go. Right. 90% you think no doubt he's going. I think 90% is a good number. I think he's gone 90%. And, the things that the other thing that I think has to come into consideration here with regards to A chain is he loves track. Yeah. He won't be able to run track this year and go pro. Yeah, it's true. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if he decides he wants to run this spring, mm-hmm. that's a good indication. That's good because that means Aggies, we get him back for one more but as football this, player. A <clears throat> chain's been on this team for what, three years now? Does he believe in Jimbo? I think Jimbo just tried to show him this year. This year this and game. this game. Look, we want to make you the guy. Yeah, we're going to wear right. you out. We're going to give you all 38 times. And <laughs> we're going to. Throughout the season, I mean, they, he didn't give him the ball necessarily. But he was but the number he was, one back. He was their only Every back. down. Yeah. Every down Every back. Down. Every down. So that's going to be Jimbo's argument to him and his plea to him. If like, A-Chain right? comes back, do Moss and Daniel stay? Ooh, that's a... Would you? That's a, this, I that's mean, this a, guy's coming back. He got the ball 38 times last game. I touched it 
four. I mean, if I'm Moss, if I'm Moss, if I'm Moss, I probably still think that that's you know we got an opportunity to go two back kind of situation. Yeah. If I'm Daniels, going on my third year here. Yeah. Maybe I'm looking for a and. No, I think he showed some things. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking for a place that I can get carries in my third year, right? So he's going to have an effect. He's going to have an effect on a number of other guys. Right. Clearly, H.A., not oh, just yeah. in the tailback room. Because no. let's be clear, if he comes back, you know, I think some of the other guys defensively and offensively are going to say, hey, we got, something. we got something to turn around here, right? But I don't know if they're going to – I think most of the guys have already made their decision. I mean, I'm talking like right now, even before that game was over. But so, the way they played, I can't imagine a lot of them leaving if they played that hard and just beat LSU. Why would you, unless they want to say, hey, we did what we want to do, see you later. Hey, they just beat LSU. Well, let me show you what I can do right before I enter the exactly. transfer portal, finally yeah. a new home. Right? Maybe that was their goodbye. And, and here's the I hope not. Don't get me wrong. I hope not. And, and so we'll find out a lot more in the next week and two weeks on that, on the transfer portal end. Well, you know, the guys for the draft have some time to declare. Yeah. But they might as well declare soon, yeah. hopefully, so we can figure out what to, what's I mean, going on. And so what's many questions I have about the NIL. I don't understand how that works. I know does Layden Robinson into the draft, right? God, he shouldn't. <laughs> he should it's not. The season he's had? Yeah. That's a guy who's the top first-round pick going into so, the season. So, like, once again, I think A-Chain also comes into play. You know, he I think, you know, with – with a guy like Aiden come, hopefully gives him some hope and try to do better. Mm-hmm. So he Aiden is going to be a key, and hopefully he makes a decision quickly oh, to yeah. try to help the morale of this team or otherwise. Right. right. Question number two: Way too early twenty twenty three predictions. How many wins? What's the schedule? Well, you're talking non conference games against Adeline Christian. When? Wait, are they better than App State? No. Okay, so we probably beat them. But they are better than UMass, though. Oh, shit. Maybe. ULM. Miami. New Miami Mexico. Hurricanes? Yeah. God, I hope we play them again this year. New Mexico. Yeah, so so look, the the non-conference schedule looks like four wins, right? I mean... Yeah, we said that this year. The non- <laughs> we said that this year. We did. We didn't we were worried about the Hurricanes, and we lose to App State. We didn't expect App State to be Jesus. The, the Aggie Killers. The Aggie Killers. So, and that's a bad team, by the way. App State. Yeah. Um, uh, they got beat by Texas State, who this just yesterday fired Spavital. Did they really? They sure did. Oh, bless his heart. Four years on the Spavital. Ah, and he beat App State. Beat App State. Damn. Um, Poor guy. So you're gonna have four wins there. Look, I think you at this that. point, I, I love the way you say it with confidence. You have four wins there. I love that. Go ahead. I think at this point with this program next year, depending on what Jimbo does, can go anywhere from five wins like this year to eight wins. Eight's right? our peak. It's a peak. I'm not going to go much higher than that. Well, Are I, you? No, I mean, I, I like the way you temper the expectations. Yeah, let's let's bring them down. Let's bring them down. Now, so, listen, if Jimbo I mean, decides to completely overhaul the offense. Look what happened in the LSU game. Our expectations were way down here. Yeah. What happened? We won. And look what happened. We charged the field. And everybody charged the field. Yeah. Let's not go charge the field know. yet. We might not win a game next year. And let's go with that attitude. We beat Abilene Christian. Let's charge the field. <laughs> I, <laughs> all right. What do you think Vegas is going to have as the over-under for wins for this <clears> year? <throat> seven. Seven and a half. Six and a half. Is that what it is already? You see no, it? that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I'll say seven, seven and a half. And here's you said four thing. games already. But here's my thing, you right? You got Auburn. You still got Auburn. That's a, that, you know, potential win. But we lost to them this year, by the way. Tennessee and South Carolina out of the East, by the way, are, are we're not going to be favored in either one of those two games at the beginning of the year. You don't know that yet. I know that. You don't know that. I know that pretty well. I don't know. Uh, just I guess South good. Carolina beat Tennessee and Clemson yeah. and the season. And us. And yada, yada, yada. Well, we should have beat them. We just gave them 17 points in the first three minutes of the damn game. They beat us in the second half of that game. It doesn't matter they beat us in the second half. We were still down 17 off the bat. So, Well, Jimbo's got a new philosophy. We're yeah. running the ball. We just beat LSU. All I'm saying, Come on. Tennessee's got to replace a quarterback, right? A quarterback, yeah. Heisman, hopeful quarterback. Well, they you know, killed Hunter. Vanderbilt last week. I'm saying. Um, Vanderbilt coming off of wins over Florida and who was the other one? Who, Vandy? 
Who'd yeah, Bandy beat? beat Florida. Who else did you beat? Kentucky? I don't know. And Kentucky. Um, Damn, but Vandy, Tennessee Vandy had as many wins as we did in the SEC? Yes. Oh, Van, God. Vandy and uh, – no. Tennessee and South Carolina is a tough setup for the East, by the way. Let's be – let's say that. Yeah. Right? We haven't been able to beat Mississippi or Mississippi State in the last couple of years. Right. Bama and Arkansas are Man. still going to be tough. Oh, sorry. Now, and then you've got LSU at LSU, which we don't win either. Right? So this... Damn, we might have a hard time winning five or six games. It could be six games. Mm-hmm. Even if we play a little better. So if I tell He's you... He's going to have to make some six, six games. What are you taking? Over. <clears throat> Tell me six and a half, though. Ooh, make you think, huh? <laughs> Make you think. Make you think. <laughs> um, all I'm saying is that let's not go off and rank this team in the top ten for next year. God, no. Can't do it. Let's not even put them in the top 25 for no, that matter. No. But Jimbo controls how good this team can be. He controls does he, it. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> if he overhauls the offense, hires an offensive coordinator, if he does the things he needs to defensively. But he has to let the offensive coordinator be an offensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just a yes man. Not For sure. No, I feel you. I mean, I understand that. Jimbo needs to be more of a CEO of the team. He needs to be the, you know, the manager. Manage people. Let them, you know, what, do you, what, do you, what kind of defense are you running? Oh, you're running a three-man front? Man, that worked out great last year. You yeah. should keep that up. No, dumbass. Get in there and tell them not to do that. Don't put Overton... It's some kind of hybrid defensive end that's out there covering we'll get, wide receivers. That's the kind of stuff you don't need to do. Correct. Sorry. And we're going to get into more specifics as the offseason goes through and get a little bit tighter on what this prediction looks like. Yeah. But I want to finish with this. We've got a new subscriber from West Virginia. Corey, what do you think? It's where my dad's from. My brother. Family. we got family. Oh. Welcome to the show. Can't be that smart of a guy then. He's probably riding high. West Virginia just killed somebody last night in basketball. They beat the pants off of Florida. Amen. They're a basketball school. Beat them by 29. Giga Maggies, AP, Corey, signing out. See y'all soon. From the tailgate.